0: Are you a sports card collector? Are you looking to buy or sell your vintage cards? If so, contact Josh over at Midwest Vintage Cards. With over 25 years of experience in the field, Midwest Vintage Cards will pay you cash for your collection. Check out their eBay store by searching Midwest Vintage Cards or follow them on Instagram at Midwest Vintage Cards. Contact Josh at 847-602-8604 or email him. At Josh at Midwest dot com to get your quote today.
1: Save the cute intro. Everybody, we are here at Sox on Tap. I'm your boy, Buzz. I'm joined by my dude, Tony, a.k.a. Tony on Tap, and my dude, Steve, a.k.a. N.W.I. Steve, and we are here to recap. A hard game to recap. Um, the White Sox, oh, God, it hurts to say, guys. It, it really does. It hurts to say. The White Sox, 6-4 to four loss and being eliminated from the playoffs here. 6-4 loss to the Oakland Athletics. In the wild card round, the Sox have now been eliminated. Before we get into this episode, be sure you're going to ONTAPSportsNet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at SoxONTAP, on Tap at ontapsportsnet, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So be sure you're giving us a five star rating and review. Like I said in the in the little intro there, crack them. Um, White Sox lose this one six to four to the Oakland Athletics. It's a uh, it's a shitty day. It's a shitty day. And and the reason is, is I think that we are all riding on a high, Um, you know, getting into the playoffs. We were all very excited a little, I mean, most of us pessimistic here on the show, um, but did have some hope, you know, me, I'm always believing in the juju, even though I denounced that earlier today because it was just kicking me in my ass. But, uh, you know, Steve, I'll start with you, man. How are you feeling after that one?
2: Hey, yo, Buzz, I uh, feel like I just left a funeral, man. You know, this, uh, for lack of a better term, it just sucks. You know, it, it was very odd because in a lot of big game situations, you know, throughout the course of my life, when it comes to the socks, I'm always extremely nervous throughout the course of the day and very jittery and can't really focus. And I was surprisingly calm for most of the day here and then get into the first inning of this game and. You get a big rally going right away, and then the nerves really started to kick in, and just as, as this thing went on and the pitcher's inability to get the job done, it just felt like a slow death march, man, and it just sucked.
0: Tone, how you feeling, man? I'm a little drunk after that one. Not gonna lie. Um, had a couple of beers. Did you? Had a couple of beers. Things I say on this show may... Or may not make sense. But I'm fucking pissed off right now. I may have wasted a beer whipping it down the driveway in the ninth inning. Um, I feel bad for that beer. That's that's where we're at right now.
1: <laughs>
0: Rip. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I get it, man. Like, I'm upset. You know, this really sucks. This was a year... You know, Steve, where you joined us full time here on Sox on tap and we were winning ball games. We were having a good time Um, last year. It felt like that in the uh, first half of the season. And then, you know, um, just to kind of see the season come to a screeching halt like it has now and us not having anything to care about within the MLB playoffs kind of sucks. I mean, there's nothing else really going on. Um, You know, I mean, obviously, guys, you know, whoever listens to this, if you need your Chicago sports check out at Bears on tap, who's active right now, Um, you know, in their season. And, and I guess if, if you know any cub, any cub fan friends, they can go over to Cubbies on tap. But, that's going
0: to uh, last about a whole other fucking day.
1: Yeah, well, welcome to Chicago sports. But we'll get right into this one, man. Uh, six to four loss, and it's the bullpen game. And I, I just want to get initial thoughts before we – I don't want to breeze through this. I want to talk about this. I want initial thoughts out of the 15 pitches and the two outs that our guy Dane Dunning got today. And I, I, I want uh, thoughts on that. Tony, I'll start with you, and we'll go to you after, uh, Steve.
0: I mean, initial thoughts, I I understand the Dunning start completely. I mean, he he pitched his ass off this year. Um, I understand going to him, giving him the ball. What I don't understand is knowing today is going to be a bullpen day, why Ricky Renteria was so quick to the hook. I mean, worst case scenario. Worst case, Dunning gives up a home run there. That's your absolute worst case. He's got two runners on, two outs. Worst case scenario, he gives up a home run, and you're down 3 nothing in the first, first, first inning. After he's, what, thrown, like, what, 15 pitches or something around there? It was 15 pitches. 15 pitches. So worst case scenario, you leave him in there, you're down 3 nothing. The White Sox offense this year... Three runs, you can do that. So to go to the bullpen in your first first inning after a guy's thrown fifteen pitches and got two outs. Yeah, I mean that's that's peculiar. I like and then I look at it, I go, okay, he brings in crochet. And, and this is before before he, crochet has to come out in the next inning, and I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, that, that works. Only if only if you're looking for Crochet to go two three innings, and I guess that was the plan. So I don't want to I don't want to harp too much on that one because I kind of feel like that's what Ricky Renteria was going for there was let's get Dunning in, let's get some outs, and and if Dunning didn't get a runner on third and first, you probably don't see Garrett Crochet come into that game in the first inning. He was probably accounting for Garrett Crochet to come in in the second, so okay, I'm gonna let that one slide. But at the same time, you may have been able to see Dane Dunning go two, three innings in this ball game, and again, hindsight is twenty twenty. But at the time that Ricky made that move, it worked. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let that one slide, and there's plenty of other opportunities to dig in. So I'll turn it over to Steve. Steve, go ahead.
2: Well, you know, one of the things that I talked about in my pre piece for this morning with Dunning and and the option of him starting this game was his last couple of starts, he did look like he was going through a dead arm period, and you can't really fault the guy for that because you got a, you got someone coming off a of Tommy John surgery who. Didn't have a minor league season to rehab, so he's essentially having to rehab at the major league level, and and doing so, trying to sh- chase a playoff spot, and, and that's not an easy thing to do. And I personally, I didn't think the stuff looked crisp, you know. So the idea of you know keeping him in there, I understand wanting to try to get some length out of out of your pitcher at that point. I actually didn't really have a problem with taking Dunning out in that spot, and as you guys know, I'm someone that I'm not by any means, a Rick Renteria fan. Um, I actually, like I said, I didn't have a problem with it in that spot because to me it just didn't seem like Dunning's stuff was crisp at all. So, you know, obviously you go to Garrett Crochet in that spot, and and I think that was the right intent and, and the right decision to make in that particular spot. As I talked about again this morning, the fact of the matter is nobody could anticipate Garrett Crochet's arm exploding here. And I think, you know, when that happened... Um, when when the team revealed that it was forearm tightness I think White Sox Twitter collectively just let out an oh shit here we go again because this is what we saw happen with Dane Dunning in 2018 down in Birmingham tried to shut him down and then he ends up having to have Tommy John next uh, you know the the following spring same thing with Jimmy Lambert so we've seen this movie unfortunately and things just kind of snowballed from there Um, you know the one thing I didn't understand the the decision to bring in Aaron Bummer in the spot where he did in in the second inning. I personally would have gone to Matt Foster in that spot. You would have had him come into a game with nobody on base. Foster is a guy that has shown an ability to handle multiple innings throughout the course of the season here, and you're letting him start relatively clean with one out on the scoreboard already in, in the second inning. I thought that would have made more sense to go to Foster in that particular situation right there. Um, I understand, you know, the thought process behind wanting to have the lefty pitcher in there to try to take advantage of the way the Ace set up their lineup. That's just one. the that's probably the biggest gripe that I have with how Renteria handled this scenario here today. And look, ultimately, it comes down to is the guys, the guys didn't throw strikes, you know, and you, you had guys this year that were very reliable, Cody Hoyer and, and Matt Foster, and they didn't get the job done today. And, and that's and that's stunk. And when you don't get length out I of mean, your starting pitchers, and you have to do things like this, it's problematic. And it got exposed, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Um, I I don't know if I would have uh, given the hook to Dunning that quick, even though his stuff wasn't as good as we've seen his stuff, Steve. So I will side with you there. He didn't look as crisp as he usually does. But again, he was going up against an offense with a two twenty-four collective batting average, and I thought possibly he can get, you know, at least get one more out here just to get out of the inning, let him reset and see how he looks coming out in the second. But I was doing a live video during this um, or or right after it. I'm sorry. I think it was right after it. And, um, you know, I had said on the video, if Crochet comes in, and Ricky is going to stay with him until he can't stay with them anymore. I'm going to ride with that because there's not a lot of film on the kids. Steve, you and I talked about this. They, they really don't know what to expect when this kid comes in. We know he fucking throws heat, you know, like that's what we know about him. That's what they probably know about him. Um, and like you said, you can't anticipate somebody blowing their fucking arm out. And we've seen this, we've seen this show before a thousand times. It really fucking blows. Um, I was very upset with, uh, with with bummer coming in after i didn't get that that was something that i was a little bit shocked by um i would i too would have went to foster for a clean inning or i would have went to carlos rodon there i know it sounds fucking weird but i would went to those guys for a clean inning and not put them in fucking harm's way that's my opinion on the matter um obviously it didn't work that way and and here we are so you know um it just it was just a weird way the game started and uh, I never really felt easy, even when Lou Bob hit that fucking homer. I never felt easy during this shit. Um, it's hard to see. It was hard. It's hard pill to swallow here, um, you know, uh, with the whole pitching situation. So, Tony, I know you said you had some things to dig in on. But uh, in in that um, top of that second inning, I do want to touch on this because we just talked about the first inning pitching changes and stuff. Luis Robert hits an absolute piss missile. And it was the longest White Sox home run since 2015. And it was super cool. If you guys were listen, uh, watching the StatCast um, broadcast, Jason Benetti was on there. Um, so it was cool hearing him call that. But that was absolute piss missile. Just want to get that out. Some praise to Luis Robert for finding his bat in the playoffs. That kid will be just fine for everybody that was worried about him. But Tone, what do you got to dig in on, man? I can see it eating you alive over there. And I just I just got to gotta get these opinions out of you because I'm a little worried about you right now.
0: I mean, I'm worried about myself, Buzz. Um, This is not good. This is not good. I'm feeling it right now. Um, I don't even know where to start. Where do I want to start? Uh, First off, hitting with runners in scoring position needs to be, like, a thing for this team. It absolutely needs to be a thing. The whole game, I'm sitting here looking at Twitter and fucking, everybody wants to dig in on Renteria, and yeah, he had a bad fucking game. But so did every fucking hitter that came up with the bases fucking loaded. That's number one. That's the number one thing here, is that Johnny and I, and Buzz, you two, last year, we was, talked about cool this. I enough to
1: be included in your tweet.
0: We, we, we talked about <laughs> this constantly. You know, there's, there's only so many characters you can put out in a tweet, and there's only so many beers you can drink in a game before you forget who you uh, podcast with. Um, <laughs> you have to be able to be opportunistic, and I think that that's something that we've talked about a million fucking times on this show.
1: It is. It and, is. I mean,
0: you just go to the first two innings and, and throw away the whole... Uh, Dunning coming out, Crochet coming in, throw that all away. Could be a fucking six, nothing ball game, if not more for the White Sox in the first two innings of this fucking ball game. So correct me if I'm wrong. It was a uh, four. What was it guys? Three, four doubles in a home run. Right. And we
1: walked away with three runs from that. And that, that is something that's unacceptable. And where, where you, where you're saying, Tony, I'm going into your point here is about runners in scoring position and you you can't do that you, you can't do that and and beat teams regardless you know no, and, i
0: mean you could be playing the fucking Kansas City Royals and you leave six runners on base five of them in scoring position in the first two innings of the ball game and go and lose a 6 to 4 game against any team in the major leagues Th- that's not acceptable and so there there's going to be a ton of blame number one on Renteria. There's going to be a ton of blame on Han for not going and getting a third starter. First off, this was a winnable fucking ball game for this team. This was a hundred percent, a winnable ball game for this team. No matter who they threw today, Even if Yomer fucking Sanchez came into this ball game to close it out in the fucking ninth inning, it should have been at some point with the amount of runners this team was able to put on fucking base. They could have scored 10 to 15 fucking runs. They should have gotten the job done on offense. That's number one. Number two. Go ahead. Go ahead, Buzz. I'll get into number two in a second.
1: No, that's okay. That's okay. No, so if, I, I, got, if I, you
0: have comments on that, bring them right in because that, this offense. One,
1: but that's your number one issue today, though. That's because my you, number. You, like, like you said, you pointed out that a lot of people had other opinions online. On, on, on What do you call it? Twitter.com? Twitter.com. A people, right. A lot of people had glaring issues D-O-T besides what you're com. bringing up. D-O-T right, com. So Dot com. Your number your number one issue is not scoring with runners. We're not getting.
0: Yes. Be fucking opportunistic for once. God damn it. Like, and Steve, would you agree with Tony on that as being the number one issue that happened today?
2: Yeah, I I think absolutely. Look, they had a, they had a chance to break this thing open in the first two innings, and they didn't do it. You know, you look at you get Timmy leading the game off with a with a base hit, Abreu hitting the double, and you're in a spot that you want. You got Eloy and Yohan coming up, and you don't add, you don't even get on the scoreboard in that first inning. So that that's a huge problem right there. And then you got you got the second inning. Okay, Luis Robert hit, hits the home run. And then they they load the bases, but then Abreu you know isn't able to come through with with the bases loaded, and that happened again later on in the game. Here, they they had chances to add on in this game and, and to pull away in this thing, and they were unable to do it. So that was definitely a huge issue here, um, you know. And I think one of the things that I kind of talked about a little bit on Twitter and, and the two differences between these two offenses, if, if you look at it. One team is extremely patient and works plate appearances and works to get a pitch to hit, and if they don't get that pitch, they spit on it and they take their walks. The other team is very swing happy. Right. Which, very... team ended up, which team ended up winning the ballgame here today and scoring six runs? Yeah, that's, that's
1: a really fucking good point, man. But there's a name that you brought up in there that I want to I want to touch on really quick, and that's Eloy Jimenez. As we didn't even bring that up as one of the keys of the fucking game here, Eloy Jimenez. What inning was that, boys? Was that the third or the fourth inning? He left the ball game.
0: Second, third, third, was second, third yeah, was third. yeah, I thought it was the
1: third. Yeah, I thought it was the third because he hit a leadoff double, I believe, in the third inning, and uh, and they and they took him You know, he, he said he couldn't go anymore. I felt. I I, obviously we had scoring chances after that, but I felt a little bit deflated after that. And, um, you know, you miss that power bat of Eloy Jimenez in the lineup. And, you know, there's a lot of people online saying that, Oh, well he should stay in if he's in a lot of pain and whatnot. I do want to touch on that in a second, but I want to go, I I see I got to track back really quick too, because getting after your point, Steve, and, and the point that you made, Tony, none of us are big Rick Renteria fans here. And I think that we all just literally agreed that this loss wasn't just on him and the Ricky slander right now kind of has to fucking take a back seat. The, the, the team didn't perform. Ricky can't go out and hit for people and throw fucking strikes. You know, I, I just want to throw that. That was my last opinion on that. Now this Eloy Jimenez thing, you had a lot of people saying that he should have went back in. He um, had a lot of people that saying, you know, said the opposite foot injuries are weird especially foot strains. And this is just because, I mean, this is obviously every sport, you know, that's not fucking hockey where they'll literally kill themselves to be out on the ice. Right. But all I know is with foot injuries and where they said the sprain was in the top and the back of the foot. I read that somewhere. I can't remember. I will cite the work on Twitter later, but if it's in the, if the sprains towards the back of the foot, that can lead to an Achilles injury. And if Eloy Jimenez tears an Achilles, he won't be ready for the start of next year. That's dead serious. That's hey, hey, shit. Buzz,
0: Buzz, you ever heard the term flags fly forever? I have. All right, so right well, there. If he,
1: if, if he can't run and be effective, and that takes away from his batting and his power, and we lose anyway, and we lose him for nine, ten months and won't be ready, he won't be ready, then that's a chance that I'm not willing to really Okay, take.
0: well, he's always fucking injured, number right, one. Well,
1: what do you want me to do about that? So was Mankata.
0: Maybe DH him all the time.
1: Well, right. That's he was DHing today.
0: Man, he couldn't fucking handle that. I mean, he, we we could go down this line. There's going to be points. I, I, oh, I'm ready. There's going to be go points back line. and forth, regardless. There's going to be points back and forth, regardless. But the the fact of the matter is, is you've got now two guys, two guys that we've centered this rebuild around, and Yon Mancada and Eloy Jimenez, who, and I don't want to call out their toughness par se, but they're they're injury prone. So you've got your two fucking studs outside of Luis Robert who, who so far, has been able to maintain some sort of health status. But if you're talking about building a team around a lineup of guys who are going to be able to mash all the time, and you've got Yon Moncada who, every time he slides into a base, needs to take five minutes to fucking get himself back ready in order to play— and it's a question mark, and everybody's heart drops into their fucking you know their legs for five seconds. Like, is he fucking hurt? And Eloy Jimenez, every time a ball's hit to left field and he runs near a wall, I mean, like, get everybody on, like that's a White Sox fan, a fucking like what what do they call those things that are in fucking buildings so you can restart your heart? Like, fucking just put like the White Sox should be providing that for every season ticket holder. So that we can fucking restart our hearts every single fucking time, Eloy Jimenez or Yoan Machado makes a goddamn play because they're always fucking. It just it just looks like it's gonna be the last time you ever see one of these guys. Every time they make a play, no matter what it is.
1: All right, I mean that that's a fair a assessment.
0: defibrillator. That's the word I'm looking for. It's a fair. And yes, I'm drunk. But I just don't.
1: I don't know if it's fair in this case because we put him in when he was injured, and we knew he was injured. And we we DH'd him anyway because we okay. So who, who did you want
0: to start today? Edwin and in Carnacion. It's not that why I started
1: him at all. It's just that's what happened, Tony. That's what happens when you put injured players in the game. You can further injury.
0: Okay, that's so you, you you go back and you look at uh, what did Ronald Lacuna say today? I don't give a fuck about Ronald Acuna. He's not on the White Sox. <laughs> I mean that I that, that, that that's fine. There's that's fine. There's players who are gonna play through fucking injuries and get the job done because they want to ride with their boys. And then there's other guys who right. who quote-unquote step on a base and all of a sudden they're not in the lineup for two two games of their playoff series.
1: I don't know necessarily if I can agree with me calling out Eloy's toughness. I'm not in, in there during that stuff, but I know if you can't run and you can't draw power from your foot, then you probably can't play. And I again, do you
0: want to risk? This is a long-term thing. We're here. It's all right, off, so you're know. you Okay, then I want you to go on record and call out Rick Hahn for not having the depth here. Fuck Rick Hahn. I,
1: I will call out Rick Hahn. I've done that during the duration of this show since this show's been around, Tony. Okay. I said it after the trade deadline. Why the fuck didn't we trade for a starting pitcher? Everybody wants to jerk off Andrew Vaughn. Everybody wants to get all fucking excited about Michael Kopeck, who we don't know if, if he's ever going to pitch. Everybody can't wait for Dylan Cease to gain this— Fucking magical control that he's going to get. If you want to win, then you should have made a trade. That's what you should have done. Walking into the playoffs with Dane Dunning being your third starter and having all the White Sox. I saw him as a prospect, so they all have boners now that he's coming up and he's doing whatever he's doing. That wasn't the case. I knew that wasn't the case from the beginning. We had to – guys, we had to ask ourselves best-case scenarios for a Game 3 fucking starter. A third pitcher. A third. So if Giolito didn't have his fucking magical almost perfect game, we're fucked. Dallas Keichel doesn't have the defense behind him because big dick Nick dropped fu- looked like shit.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Hey, hey timeout for one second. I want you to just go off on Nick Madrigal for like two seconds just to appease me because I wasn't on the show yesterday. So please continue on where you're going right here. Because you've been the biggest Nick Madrigal stan outside of like at that baseball fan. Shout out Carrie. Um I want you I to just I-, I want you to I want you to talk about for like five seconds. That Nick Madrigal lost us this series. Because I haven't even gone there yet, and that was like for, for, close to point for, number four I had. First of all, I want to apologize for yelling in front of Steve because I don't think he's ever seen us fight. Number two, is there, you all right, Steve? Steve's, okay, before we go any farther, Steve's laughing his ass off. People can't fucking see Steve right now. He hasn't seen this side of us, and I think he's really enjoying it. So uh, um, just keep going. I look at Steve like my big brother, so I always make sure he's good. I just want to make sure he's all right. First of all,
1: you must have me confused with somebody else. The fact that you just called me a Nick fucking Madrigal stan. I don't know who – I've been on this show with you since day one, and you just called me a Nick Madrigal stan? I should drive to your house right now and backhand you for that because I've never been a Nick Madrigal stan ever. I said that it's good that he's at the bottom of the lineup – If he can get on base, he could be a second leadoff man. And from what I've been told, because I don't have the minor league package, that he's some sort of stud defensive fucking second baseman. I've seen some good plays he's made this year. I've seen a lot of bad plays. Never been a stand. I'm not on the level of Zoe, King Mac, uh, Carrie, who you shouted out. Is there any more? I think it's just those three.
0: Hey, I'll just let you know the garage door's open. Come on over, slap me, and let's have some beers.
1: Okay. Duly noted. I only have one week left in quarantine. Anyway, so – and, I mean, not because I'm sick, uh, socks on Tap fans, because I had a baby, so I had to be a six-week quarantine. Anyway, I've never been a huge Nick Madrigal stan, so take that back immediately. After that, you made me l- lose my fucking train of thought, you son of a bitch. Oh, we're complaining about the third starter. Of course I'll put this on Rick Hahn. I put on, I, and that's what I told my father-in-law while he was here for the game today. I put more of this loss on Rick Hahn – The fact that Ricky had to fucking, yeah, did Ricky make bad decisions during this game? Yeah. But you're looking to go into the playoffs in an expanded playoff for the first time ever we saw playoffs like this in the MLB. And you don't try to at least get one more pitcher. We can walk in with a four and a a five that are like maybe Dunning and Cease or Raylo or whoever and just be like, oh, my God, or go four-man rotation. Just have one just "Ah," pitcher in there. But no, we didn't do that. So, yes, I do put a ton of blame on Rick Hahn because I'm also not a fucking Rick Hahn super fan. I like the White Sox, but I'm able to call out people left and right when they do something wrong. And I do think that us not striking at the trade deadline fucked us today. I really do. I I, I believe that a bullpen day in the playoffs is fucking lame and weak. That is what I think. Steve, I'll, I'll go to yeah, you here because I just, ran, I, I just ranted for a long time and my face is red because you called me a Nick Madrigal Stan. I'm ready to fucking kill somebody right now for that, dude. I'm, ooh, okay, go ahead.
2: Okay, guys. So, a couple of things here. I, I got to pose this question to, to both of you then. So, obviously, not being able to add a starting pitcher at the trade deadline is problematic. But let me ask you this question. Okay. If the Los Angeles Dodgers, a team that is geared to win the World Series. That's that's the only objective. Getting into the playoffs is no longer good enough. It's win the World Series. If they thought the prospect price was too steep for Lance Lynn, and they have more prospect depth than the White Sox, if they thought the price was too steep for Lance Lynn, what are the White Sox giving up to get Lance Lynn?
0: A hey, way too much. I, I I'm not I'm not gonna go and disagree with you here. There is there was an obvious premium that was placed on any sort of rental in this market. However, you know, I, I, I want to go back, and I feel like this is a really unfair thing to say. If Michael Kopech doesn't opt out, you have a totally different year for the White Sox, and you're probably not in that position because you've got a guy who arguably should work his way back. Obviously, we don't know where he was going to be. If we're talking about a normal year and you take COVID aside and you got a 162 game season, he's probably starting the year in Charlotte. But was a more well in his in his first few starts, he had more experience than a guy like Dane Dunning number 1 possessed a little bit more control than a guy like Dylan Cease. And yet I still come back to Dylan Cease still not finding where he should be because today as a number three guy, a, a lot of people want to talk about the White Sox and all this young pitching and all the young arms they have. And yet we're still talking about Dylan Cease not being able to start this game today because he can't figure it out. And I, I don't even want to go and say, hey, the White Sox needed to go pick up a number three guy. Let's go back and look at the failures that they've had internally In developing these guys, because you had not only Dylan Cease, you had Reynaldo Lopez, too, there. Two guys that couldn't figure it out, that have the stuff on paper, and if you look at them, to get this job done. On top of that, you went out over the offseason, and you signed a guy in Gio Gonzalez, who was supposed to be your number five guy. A guy that's been in the playoffs before, a guy that knows how to perform here, and he wasn't even called upon. So what's going on within the White Sox organization, not only in developing players and signing quality free agents to get the job done, and here we are looking at going and starting Dane Dunning, a guy that has half a season of experience, fresh off of Tommy John, is your number three guy in the playoffs? Did you really expect to get through a five-game series? Where are we at here? There's tons of problems that we can talk about outside of the fact that the rental market this year was completely inflated. Let's go back and look internally too. here. This wasn't exactly just the perfect like storm of everything going wrong. It was the perfect storm of everything going wrong.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. You know, it's a good point. Um, there was a lot of other names like Woodruff was rumored. I mean, obviously Cle- Clevenger, yeah, that trade was whatever, you know, Lancelin didn't get moved. I think there was other options out there than a guy where you say half a season for, for Dane Dunning. It's not even fucking near a half a season. It's like, and you know
0: that you you're talking about in. two, you're talking about two months, a quarter of a season. Not even he came up, not he even. had like one month of major league That's why I want you
1: to drive your point home when you talk about it though, because some, you know, half a season, it wasn't even that much drive the point home. It was fucking a 10th, you know, it was, a, it was a dime piece of a fucking season. You know, it was, it was nothing, not enough to get me high at all, you know, And like that's just where we are with it. And it, it, it's upsetting, you know, like and, and the fact that again, and that we could tie it back into this game cause I want to save this whole kind of episode for when Nani's around, but you know, just him getting the quick hook today and him starting in such a crucial game. Team overperformed this year. They had really, they they were real, they did real well, and I'm proud of them. I, I'm proud of most of them because we are a young team. I do want to throw that out there I've, before you and I start arguing
0: a, with each other. I've got a question for both of you. Oh, go Would ahead. Would you've been comfortable with Ivan Nova starting today?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Even Nova pitched my favorite game in the fucking 2019 season last Steve, year. So, like, just, just,
2: just. In, in my baseball world, Ivan Nova starting game three of the playoff series, not a chance in hell.
1: Yeah, well, I, he, he pitched my favorite game of 2019. So I, even Nova holds a special place in my heart. For sure. For sure. You know, uh, not, not the most talented guy in the world. We all know that here. But, you know, <laughs> what a name drop. That, that was such a great game against the Marlins when
0: he did that, man. What a great game that I'm was. I'm not here he to did- bring up good times. Well, you know, you just did. And that don't, was my favorite Don't game. cry because it happened. Cry because Garrett Crochet is going to need Tommy John.
1: <laughs> you motherfucker! Oh, come on with the juju, dude.
2: Boss, it's, it's it's probably happening, man. Like I, I know, said, it was, man. I mean, look, we, we, saw, we saw this with Dunning. We saw it with Jimmy Lambert. He's going to come back to spring training next year. They're going to say that they're sending him down to Charlotte to get stretched out as a starter or to Birmingham. And on March... 7th they they're <laughs> gonna the dates. They're, they're gonna say that he is shut down with forearm tightness and he will be further about re-evalu- reevaluated down the road and then on august 18th they will say that he needs time or excuse me april 18th they will say he needs tommy john surgery
1: yeah that's rough that's rough stuff um you know what Okay, we, we, we straight off far enough right now. Um, we straight off far enough. Um, so in the box score breakdown here, obviously the Sox went up 3 nothing. That comes from a you know a Luis Robert home run in the second inning. Then he hits an RBI single, and then Mazzara comes up and hits a double. Became 3-0 White Sox. Then Murphy comes in, hits a two-run home run off of Cody Hoyer, and then uh, becomes 3-2 kind of come in he hits a he hits a rbi walk i believe it was yeah because he walked in two runs in the fucking uh third inning or fourth inning there and then olsen rbi walk four to three a's in the fourth inning fifth inning Mazzara with another ribby second ribby of the game it's a four to four tie pinder comes in hits an r2 uh, rbi single makes it six to four a's after the fifth inning gentlemen there was no more scoring there was opportunities for the white Sox. there was opportunities for the a's Um, It didn't happen for either team after that. And unfortunately for the White Sox, they were not able to capitalize and move on. And uh, that ends your playoff game on your box score breakdown with the scoring. Um, I know we've talked about a lot of different things here today uh, on this episode. Um, I know me and Tony argued like an old married couple, which usually happens uh, at high stress moments. Um, Even though I think we agreed with each other most of the time. We were just yelling at each other. I don't know why that happens. That's some sort of special love that you cannot recreate. Um, but you I'm know, still
0: waiting for you to come slap me.
1: Well, I told you one week, one week, and if you want it, I I will smack you with my ring hand and I'll put powder on my hand. I will pimp slap you. That's what I will do. But I give me one week after my quarantine's over. Go, Pat, go. Is this a fucking joke right now? Like, do you really want to start going? <laughs> like, what is happening on Socks on Tap? It's off the fucking rails. It's ridiculous. Um, Steve, I want to just get final thoughts here, and then, Tone, obviously, we'll move into you. How do you feel about thoughts. the
0: Detroit Pistons?
1: I don't like the Detroit Pistons, Tone. I don't. And then the NBA Finals right now also suck because the Bulls traded Jimmy Butler. But final thoughts, Steve, on this game. Um, yeah. Obviously, I, I, wanna, I do want to say, because this is the last game of the season, Steve, you and I did a bunch of socks on Taps together this year. Um, you know, uh, and I, I really, I'm super happy that you joined our podcast, you know, the podcast full time. And now you're a part of this rotation because you should be. I learned a lot from you this year. So I know that we're gonna do a huge like you know final ep- not final episode but like you know breakdown with me you Nani and Tone but like this game do you have anything else of in like of importance that you saw that could have happened that should have happened or anything like that or you just the ball just didn't roll our way today.
0: I feel like before Steve answers that Derrick Rose should have never gotten hurt. I'm
1: gonna go home. I- I'm- I'm going to get off this fucking call in a minute here, okay? I don't get paid
2: enough for this shit. <laughs> Where do we go from here? Um, all right. Well, look, wasted opportunities, you know, I mean, that's the, the biggest thing. They had plenty of opportunities. They should have won this series. This is what's frustrating about it is, you know, they should be moving on. To play the Houston Astros. It's it's that simple. They had plenty of opportunities to add on uh, more runs in this thing and, and win this game. And the fact of the matter is, you can't really fault the offense for, for this series loss. In my view, the fault for this rests with the pitching and the defense. Um, you know, I know obviously I wasn't on on the recap yesterday, but you know, Diamond Dallas Keichel, your big free agent acquisition in the off season from a pitching standpoint, he didn't give you what you were looking for in game two. And that kind of, it kind of just rolled downhill from there. Um, so that's, I mean, the biggest thing. And, you know, when you had, they, they, I felt like they had a plan here for this game today, that they wanted to try to get one to two innings out of Dunning. And then you wanted to get two to three out of crochet. And then you go with Marshall, bummer, hewer, and, and Colomay to close this thing out. So they had a plan, but the plan, Went up in smoke when Garrett Crochet's arm exploded. I can't, I can't necessarily fault them for that. And and look, guys just didn't throw enough strikes. And and at the end of the day, they had more opportunities to add on runs and to put that game away, and they didn't do it. It sucks. That's baseball sometimes. Um, it, it like I said, it, in a lot of ways, it just felt like a slow death march watching this thing. By about the fifth inning, when when the A's took the lead, and you're just you're close enough to where you think, okay, we're one swing of the bat away from from being right back in this game or from even taking the lead, and then it just never happened, and it's it's a painfully agonizing way to end a season, but this is what it is, and it, it exposed some of the flaws of, of this team and some of the things that have to be addressed this winter going forward, ultimately.
1: I, I agree with you, Steve. A lot of these things need to be addressed going forward. Um, I did want to share this little thing with you. So like, you know, I, I, I get into the daydreaming a lot and I, I space out constantly. And I was thinking right around that fourth, fifth inning, when you said the game started slowing down, because it started slowing down there for me too, where I just kind of felt like I don't think anything's going to happen here. And I, I'm not, I wasn't trying to, you know me, I, I usually t- tend to side more on the optimistic side than I do the pessimistic side. But um I kept thinking about a home run being hit by whoever it was and hearing that JR. call, uh, you know who I'm talking, Jim Ross and just being like the white Sox have been boosted into immortality. That's what I kept thinking of in my head, dude. And like, I was trying to like fucking think that into existence. I knew you'd appreciate that just because like, I just, ah, man, like you said, the game, we, we watched a death march there, man. We watched a jobber going into the star and, uh, you know, and, and just not coming out of it. And, um, but yeah, like that's why I wanted to ask for your final thoughts because, like I said, every show that I've been on with you this year, I feel like I've learned a lot. I mean, I thought I knew a lot about baseball already. Definitely. I could learn a lot more for sure, but I, I felt like I learned a lot from you this year and that's why I wanted to hear you break down the game in in depth, like you did. Um, you know, so, yeah, you know,
2: but yeah, Buzz, I, I appreciate that. Look, it's been a blast being on here with you guys. And I think to to make one more wrestling analogy, I think this season proved that the White Sox right now—they're—they're they're a mid-card team. They're not ready for the main event yet. That, that's what it comes down to, you know. Um, We're doing they, some
1: grooming. Vince is doing some grooming right there, right, right.
2: <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, they—they they just look. They just lost an intercontinental title match. They're not ready for the big time yet. That's what it comes down to.
1: <laughs> Love the wrestling references, uh, Tone. I would like to get your final thoughts on the game. Um, and, and I want you to hit more points than one. We got your first two points before you and I started yelling at each other about pretty much the same thing besides you calling me a Nick Madrigal stan. Um, so I want to get your final thoughts on this real quick. Um, You're welcome. Before, before we sign off. what for? Call, am I welcome for what? For you calling me a Nick Madrigal stan? I mean,
0: you, you were a Carson Fulmer stan too. but I, uh...
1: I, I, I was a Carson Fulmer stan. I liked Carson Fulmer. I met him and he was nice. Okay. Super. Yeah, you met
0: you met a lot of people and they're nice. It's
1: not true. I met you. I thought you were nice about fucking a half hour ago before you started being mean to me.
0: Drink more whiskey. We'll see where this ends up. Uh, <laughs> I I, I am. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know I'm not gonna go and drive a lot of a uh, lot of the rest of those home, but I will say this. Number one, you guys. First off, it was fucking excellent breaking these games down with you all year. Uh, we didn't know if we were gonna get baseball this year at all. It's been a crazy fucking year. Uh, buzz i know you weren't able to make it out uh you were you were having a kid but uh steve you and i got to take in a few of the games this year um and, and a few of the other guys that uh do on tap stuff with us uh were able to make it out and buzz you and i have, have caught a bunch of these games there's nothing better than than watching games with your bros and whether we're at the ballpark whether we're watching them on tv wherever it is uh uh, those games are special. Uh, I love being able to take in ball games with my buddies and and just dissect it. And I know uh, number one, we're not going to agree on everything. That's what makes things uh, great to talk about. That's why we do this show. That's why we write about it. That's why we discuss it via text, chat, whatever it is. Um, just on Twitter, out in 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 the public. Um, it, just being able to do this with you guys is something absolutely special. Uh, number two. Um, we got a few extra games this year. It's something that we're not used to, uh, and the games meant a lot more—not um, just to us, but to to the White Sox organization, to the fans of the organization. We got to we got to play baseball into October this year. That's pretty cool. I did not have this team pegged as a team that was going to go win the World Series this year. I don't think any of us did. Uh, it's cool to dream. That that's part of being a sports fan. It's cool to dream when your team makes the playoffs that they could make it, they could do some damage and ultimately win a championship. Um, I've been spoiled personally by the Chicago Blackhawks organization because I got to watch them uh, in the playoffs in the last decade uh, just go out and fucking win championships most of the time that they were in the playoffs. Um, That's come to a stop. Uh, I, I look back to 2005 And uh, Steve, you pointed something out yesterday. This is the first do-or-die game that the White Sox have ever had in the history of their organization. Um, I'm not going to say that that's a a great thing um, because that goes two ways there. Uh, But, you know, uh, this today, being able to break this down with you guys, I'll remember this one for the rest of my life. Uh, Just uh, being able to, A, break it down, and B, uh, talk to you guys about it. Uh, but if you want to get back to points about the game, um, they, they did not execute today in multiple ways. The Sox just did not execute. I think that that comes with a little bit, A, of inexperience, and B, a little bit of bad luck. And both of those things combined, uh, you get the outcome that you saw today. Will the Sox grow from this? Hopefully. Because if you can't learn from your mistakes, you're not going to improve. So uh, hopefully next year we're talking about a little bit of a deeper run. This team has the tools. They have the base. They have the foundation in order to get things done. There's some things they need to clean up. And if they can clean them up, we'll be talking longer into October next year. That's the hope. Um, Is it a guarantee? Absolutely not. But damn, do I hope that all three of us, and and Johnny included, if you want to bring the four of us into it, that we're breaking down games in the mid to late October next year. That's the goal. That has to be the goal of this organization in order to continue this forward momentum. Making the playoffs this year, obviously, interesting year, a little bit extended. Would would they have made it if it was a regular year? Who the hell knows? Um, They were in a wild card spot. So maybe we'll have to see what the uh, Major League Baseball does uh, with the extended uh, playoffs and, and the playoff format and everything. But like I said, this team has the tools to get there. It's going to be a fun offseason talking about what they do. I'm sure we're going to be disappointed in some things, as we have in off seasons past. But let's hope, guys. Let's absolutely hope that we are able to be together at the ballpark next year. Enjoy some beers in Lot B, taking some games together, whether they're at the stadium, my house, Buzz's house, wherever we watch them, at a bar, who knows? There's a lot in store, not only for the White Sox, in my opinion, but for Sox on Tap as a show. And guys, it's been a pleasure sharing the microphone with you. I can't wait to break down the rest of the offseason, do some recaps on this team, talk about where we go from here. And guys, I'll drink to that. That's all I got to say.
1: No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, like I said, you know, being on with a lot of shows with Steve this year, I got to learn a bunch of different stuff. Not only that, just texting, you know, me and you, Tone. We we've done a lot of these, man. Especially last year, I felt like we were on every episode together. Um, it sounds like 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 Steve said, we're we're marching in right now to our our death of the everyday socks on taps because of uh, obviously the season ending here tonight. But well, it's been an absolute pleasure, um, and you know, I I do think that we have brighter days ahead because I would have told you what last year towards the end of last year, guys, I didn't think that we'd be doing any games in October together. I didn't pick the, I said the best case scenario before COVID hit um, on socks on on tap. I said the best case scenario I thought might've been a wild card, but I, I wasn't even sure of that. The fact that we got to see it this year is fucking awesome. It's cool and tough. And I'm optimistic for next year that we can get back here. We have a young team that just gained playoff experience um, hopefully we can add some you know some pitching that's you know some effective pitching um, and, and uh, improve some positions that need to improve and, and and move on from there but what a fucking you know it was an awesome season i know that we were very upset at the beginning of this episode just because of how we, we lost in the playoffs but when you sit back sometimes you reflect and you drink whiskey you you, <laughs> you uh start you know kind of reflecting on the good that happened and i think that a lot of good this year did happen we 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 have the right to bitch about a lot of things that also happened that weren't so good but the fact that we made the playoffs and we got to experience our first playoff baseball in 12 years and especially with this group on socks on tap which i believe is the best fucking white Sox podcast out there bar none um you get a little bit of everything here Uh, i think that uh i think it was successful so i have a drink i will i will drink to that it's uh I ran out of... Uh, Can I hear cold. you
0: roll the R one more time for this team? <laughs>
1: you yelled at me earlier. I don't know if I want to.
0: Don't be like that. <laughs> don't be like that. If you want to fight like a married couple, I will all night, Buzz. I've got 10 years experience in this game. I know how to do this.
1: I don't, I don't like the way you talked to me earlier, so I'm not going to. Luis R- Robert.
0: There Luis we go. Stewart. Wow, double R roll.
1: That was, too. That was just for you, baby.
0: There, there it be, is. Right, that's when we, we got to make That's how you up. go to bed happy at night.
1: That's how, Exactly. I mean, I feel great laying next to you later. It's Steve's be not a married
0: man yet, but always, Steve, I got one piece of advice for you, make sure you hit the pillow happy. <laughs> Dude, it's so true, though. You know, when you go to bed bad
1: oh, does that next day suck until you get, like, a text or a phone call be like, do you just want to forget about what happened? It's all fine. And you're like, yes. Yes.
0: I do. And I'm going to bring that back to the White Sox. They are not going to text you tomorrow and tell you that we're happy. We've got to wait till no. March. It's going to be a long yeah. fucking winter, boys.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a long fucking winter. And um, as if it wasn't bad enough that this playoff run was starting, election Twitter is in full force right now. Uh. I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to go any further than that. I'm just going to say we really could have used this thing going for another week or two.
1: Bro, I think, I, I swear to God, I, you know, I, I might be going dark, bro. I might be going dark on Twitter. You you might not see me for a, a minute. As, as much as I love the Bears and watch the Bears, there, I, I, I might be going zero dark 30 on everybody and just kind of riding off into the sunset a little bit I'm, here.
2: I'm making a proclamation here. Once that final out of the World Series is recorded, you will not see me until after Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, 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 I will, still put out some, some content when needed, but the interaction is not going to be there. I'm just telling you guys right now because this thing is going to be a goddamn shit show, and I want no part of it.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I'm definitely, definitely in that boat. I will be, uh, I, I don't do politics, um, I, I don't do that, so I will be, I will be far away until the bulls start getting it going again, or I will be bitching about. The Bears usually like I do every Sunday. I'll probably yeah, you'll probably see me on Sundays bitching about the Bears. That's that's where you'll be seeing me now because honestly, at this point, our White Sox are gone, rip, and uh, I'll just be enjoying you know uh, football and you know whoever's on the MLB play. Of course, I'll still watch the MLB playoffs, but you know I, I just have nothing invested into it. Do you got guys- one more question before we leave here. I know it's been a longer one than we anticipated, but like when you guys don't have your team in it. I know you all still watch games. We've watched random games together, right? Like, we've watched just random games together. But, like, do you have anything invested in it? You know what I mean? Like, I know it's such a loaded question. Like, do you you get those butterflies in your stomach for, like, that other team? Or is it just kind of like, eh?
0: I'll answer this one. No, I don't. Um, The addition of Leelie Sports Gambling has helped me a little bit, like, (laughs) watch other games. But I don't feel the way I feel unless the Sox are in it. Now, I, I'm the same way with the Blackhawks in the NHL. Like Those are my two teams, ride or die. And then once they're out, like I'll watch. But there's no huge emotion. Now, if I lay a couple bucks down on something, I might there's feel a little story, bit. Right? There's a little bit different story because I'm rooting for an outcome.
1: Right. But yeah, with the I, uh, socks
0: today, with the socks today, I'm not going to lie. Like, I whipped a fucking can of beer across the room. Almost was full. It a Budweiser? Was it a yeah, Budweiser? it was a Budweiser. I feel bad about it. I gave it a ceremony and everything <laughs> afterwards. I picked it up. I drank whatever was left in it. You and put I it put in a shoebox? I put, no, I put it nicely into the recycling bin. <laughs> Very yeah. respectfully.
1: My, my ride or die teams, and it, as funny as this sounds, it, it's it's – it's the Sox, the Bulls, and the Bears. Um, not particularly in that order. There's, I don't know if there is an order, but I, I, I live and breathe and die with those teams. Um, the Blackhawks I just kind of picked up on. But I will say what I do miss about the MLB season ending for us is, like, you know baseball enough where you would be fine, but what I miss about the NBA season are your dumbass texts at, like, 9 o'clock at night. Like, dude, who is Jamal Murray, and will he score 35 points tonight? You know, thank God for sports betting because that's uh, – you know, it, it'll all make us laugh. But yeah, I'm not really invested in it either now. I mean, I, I'm not, not not that I'm not invested, but I mean, like I'm not the butterfly feeling. Steve, what about you, man? Do you do you get that shit during games, or are you laying money down where you get that, or is it just kind of like I'll watch because I enjoy the sport, but it is what it is. Thing. I d-
0: I definitely have a follow up to this after Steve <sighs> answers.
2: Okay, so am I going to have the level of emotional investment at this point? No. And I think that's especially, you know, if the Sox aren't in it, the thing that keeps me going and keeps me motivated is seeing the pain and the suffering of fans of the Cleveland Indians and Minnesota Twins. (laughs) Which, which, by, by the way, did you know that yesterday the Minnesota Twins set a North American professional sports record by losing their 18th consecutive playoff game? No team in the history of North American sports has lost more consecutive playoff games than the Minnesota Twins. And I find it kind of ironic in a way, and I'm sorry, I'm going to go on a rant here. I find it really ironic because Mr. Twins blogger, Mr. Teddy Schwerer's was running his fucking mouth. <laughs> I call him out. About yes. the Sox. Talking about how, oh, they're, they're only in the playoffs because they beat up on the Twins, and, or excuse me, because they beat up on the Royals and the Tigers. The delicious, delicious irony of the fact That he's running his mouth about the Sox, only to see the Twins extend that postseason losing streak to 18 games, getting swept at home by a Houston Astros team that, wait for it, finished below 500. Suck it, bitch. (laughs) And 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 to just top and to top things off, the Cleveland Indians last night taking the lead (laughs) into into, into the into the top of the ninth inning only to have their hearts ripped out of their chest one more time at the hands of the New York Yankees. And look, I'm, I'm an anomaly, I guess in some ways in that I don't hate the Yankees. I I wish that my favorite baseball team operated the way that the New York Yankees did and tried to buy championships. I think that would be, I think that would be absolutely great. I, I mean, everyone likes to rip on that. I think it would be awesome. Believe me. Um, But to just see their hearts ripped out of their chest one more time on their home field, knowing that that might be the last game Francisco Lindor ever plays for them, i got to tell you, i I got a warm, fuzzy feeling in my pants thinking about it.
1: (laughs) You called him a bitch, though. It just gets me. uh, It just just fucking gets me. Was that your closing statement? Because if you close on that, that is just...
0: Merlin. No, I've got I've got one more question for the oh, both of you. Call them a bitch. I've got I've got. Call them a bitch. It was fantastic. It was absolutely it was absolutely fantastic. So guys, <laughs> we're done now. We've, we've answered that question. How happy are your significant others? I know we all have a significant other on this show. How happy are your significant others that the rest of October can be spent watching fall shows,
1: Halloween bacon and Halloween stuff. She's- Fucking and and, and how are
0: you guys going to be spending the rest of your October with your significant other? Buzz, I'll I'll start it out with you.
1: Oh God, I just I don't know how I follow up the bitch comment. I'm gonna do my best here.
0: Um, uh, so Jamie,
1: Jamie knows that I love all sports, but where I feel bad for Jamie for the most part is that like every sport that I ride or die with is across the whole fucking year, right? So like the Bulls, you know, they play three times a week, you know, the socks are on constantly and then you get in the bears or whatever, but usually they overlap a little bit, you know, our basketball and football overlap and then baseball, you know, gets into basketball. There's something always going on. There's no break, but uh, right now there will be a break for me and teams that I care besides the bears on Sundays, which she could live with. Um, So I told our priest, why I don't go to church anymore is because why does God hate kickoff? You know, number one, but number two, um, no, she's happy, you know, um, she's upset that the socks are gone because it's something that I really enjoy. And, you know, to be honest with you guys, I've gotten Ren to watch a few innings with me. It's something that I'm very looking forward to in my, in my life is to get my daughter to be not sure. I mean, she could like whatever she wants to like, but I would like her to be passionate about either the socks or the bulls or the bears, whatever. But, um, I got, you know, the pleasure of kind of teaching her baseball this year. And she's kind of understanding, Oh, you hit the ball with the bat, you run, you know, she's two. So, um, but I'm sure that Jamie is going to be ecstatic now that I don't have a fucking dog in the fight. Um, besides on Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays, whenever the bears are playing, there's no dog in the fight six, seven days a week at this point. So it'll be Halloween shows. And, um, you know, hopefully I can get you guys over, you know, out in the backyard for a socially distanced Michael Myers, Halloween marathon, uh, but that's that, that, that's about it right now. So all it is is it's going to be some baking shows, some HGTV shows, and we start renovation tomorrow. Or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, we start renovation tomorrow. So um, on the house, you're tearing down some walls. So uh, no baseball means Buzz can't be distracted by
2: anything. So
0: that's where I'm at. Steve.
2: Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, Christine actually – has adopted the Dodgers as, as her NL team. You know, she's got some family that live out in, um, in Huntington beach there. So, you know, she, she likes the Dodgers and so she, you know, follows them. And so I'll still obviously be watching the the playoffs and now I'm actually going to have to stay up and watch some West coast games, which I haven't had to do at all this year, which has been, been pretty nice. Um, So, you know, she still has a level of emotional investment and she got, big mad at me last year when I, when I told her that the Dodgers were going to choke against the Nationals and then they ended up doing it. And she had a little hissy fit on the couch during game five when, uh, when, when um, Howie Kendrick hit hit the big home run to put the Nationals over the top there. So, you know, still going to be, still going to be watching that here. So really, I mean, baseball season is not going to end in in earnest until the world series is over um, from, from that perspective. And then, it's really going to be a dead period for me up until the Hawks start up again. And, you know, full disclosure, I mean, my level of emotional investment with the Hawks is, is definitely not what it is with the Sox. And that's largely just a function of the fact of me having played baseball exclusively till I was, you know, a junior in college. So that's always the one thing that means more to me. Um, So it's, you know, once that calendar flips to November, when baseball season's over, man, um, I think probably what we're gonna do is we're gonna end up watching um, and finishing watching Frasier on Hulu because we, th- we, through- <laughs> yes, so we, we got we got through underrated um, show. Yes, so we got we got through. I Cheers. didn't know you like Frasier. Well, okay, so the the story about is we we went through and we got through Cheers during court or during, um, you know, the shutdown and, and during, you know, in, in March and everything and, and over last winter. And so then we got into Frazier a little bit. So like on off days or if Sox had an afternoon game, we would watch Frazier at night and then I would have a game on my second TV. So we're going to do that. And then, um, we're going to watch better call Saul. Cause you know, we, we went through breaking bad, um, during, during the pandemic and everything here. So I think that's probably where, where the focus is going to be once baseball season ends.
1: I did not know you were a Frazier guy, man. Do have you seen Arrested Development yet?
2: So I haven't watched that as closely. Like I've I've watched some of it. Um, So between between that and then I just discovered a shit ton of documentaries on WWE uh, network that I'm gonna start burning through here. So like I found some old stuff in there that I had no idea existed. Like a couple nights ago, and I'm like, well, shit. Now I know what I'm doing when she's not here. Bro,
1: I am watching the three and a half hour Jeff Hardy documentary starting tonight, because nice. there's no more White Sox and I've had whiskey, so that is what I'm doing tonight. Because if I watch any other baseball game, I'm going to probably cry. So I need just to back off of that for a little bit. Um, plus, my parlay already got fucked, so I don't need to watch the NFL game because I bet the Sox to win today. So, other than that, Tone, how's Jen gonna feel? You know, because Jen's an OG. You know, but I do feel like Jen likes to do her own thing like i'm sure she has her other interests but i will give jen credit where credit is due and steve you've met jen a million times jen's an og for real straight up og she she will watch sports out there she'll kick it with the dudes and be like just straight up fucking hilarious the whole time but i'm sure she's gonna be happy to have you not glued to a tv and in podcasting every single night Right? so yeah yeah she is. likes her tv because jen likes her tv her and i've had a million conversations long she likes her tv shows and she likes her
0: chill time at night so right she does she does yeah. but I, I i do think that she would rather watch a world series white Sox run than anything that she's got on tv i mean honestly like the the, the first question after the <clears throat> after they lost was like i don't know what's going to happen to mccann and Calame. And I'm like, babe, we've got months to discuss this, <laughs> you know, like I'm like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, both of them might be gone. And I don't think she likes that. She she likes the White Sox and she kind of equates them almost to like a TV series where like, you know, characters come in and out. And, and and she picks her favorites, and I think McCann and Calame, just like those are two of my favorites, uh, are gone now. But yeah, she's she's gonna be happy. We'll probably pick something up. Not sure what the TV series is gonna be. Uh, we were both big into American Horror Story. Uh, I know Johnny's not on this show, uh, but uh, still waiting to see if if we get a season of American Horror Story. We'll we'll probably watch some movies, do a little video gaming. She likes video gaming too, so. We might pick some of that up, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a long few months for me. I mean, right now, obviously, if we're talking about a normal year, I mean, the the Blackhawks should be starting full time like, right now, and, and that's that's what I love about being honestly. And Buzz, this kind of works for you too. I know it's a little bit later. You normally get like a two or three week gap uh, in between uh, well, your yeah, White Sox well- and your and your Bulls.
1: Well, kind of, yeah, because the, the, the NBA started earlier now um, to spread the games out. If you remember last season, they started actually like October 9th or uh, 11th, somewhere in there. So it was actually a little bit earlier. So, yeah, I was about a week without sports right? Um, uh, last year. But that was it. You know, that that was literally it.
0: So, so for me, normally, like the Hawks are in preseason. Uh, I'm going back to last year. I think last year, tomorrow was like the season opener for the Hawks. I had the Four Feathers guys. Uh we shout out Bears on Tap. I'll show shout out the guys over at Four Feathers Pod. Uh myself, Johnny who's on this show, Ron Luce who does our Cubs work, and uh Pat Kamiski and uh Austin over at on tap sports net. You know, normally right now we're talking about this this team getting off the ground and and, and starting the season which gives me like the perfect like, yeah, I've got maybe one or two days where I don't have to do shit and I can kind of <laughs> like, Hey, yeah, I'll paint that wall or I'll fix whatever that is. And then, yeah, or I'll be I've, I've dad got
1: tonight and have dinner with the kids. Yeah, exactly. I've got like
0: one or two days where I'm accountable for something. So for me, like I'm trying to figure out right now how I can get through until at least December like doing the least amount of shit around the house I possibly fucking can. And I've 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 taken up golf. Oh, good. And so now like you know, shout out Juice. Juice juice. Shout out the juice man. Because now I'm all in on golf, so at least that covers me from like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes Monday. Like we've got golf to watch. And yeah, that might be incredibly boring for people, but if I can sit back, crack some beers, and not have to worry about something for a little while, and then like be like, "Wow, I just watched a lot of golf. I got to go play some golf." So that'll carry me into Monday, and hopefully we get some good weather in the Chicagoland area, and I'll go golfing, and, and uh, we might be able to pick up some of that time. So that's 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 my plan. Right on. Steve, I know. I know. Steve's got to something to add. He's got something. Yeah.
1: No, I, I was that million dollar say, oh, smile Steve has just makes me feel better about life. Like if the world was going to end, one of the last images I would like to see is Steve's smile. and I can so wait
0: be- before Steve goes, I forget who it was. It might have been <laughs> juice. I don't know who it was, but we were over at my house on last Saturday, and everybody's having a good time We're watching the Sox and cubs. and I forget who it was. I think it was juice. Somebody walked up to me as Steve gets out of his car and looks at me and says. I hope I look like that when I grow up.
2: <laughs> and that, look, that's just a credit to bad lighting on your street there, man. You know, Well, that's bullshit. Um,
1: you are beautiful. And I don't want to hear you ever talk about yourself like that again, uh, but add your point in there. What do you got?
2: Yeah, no. So, so Tony, as, as you were talking about, you know, the four feathers pod and everything, and you were mentioning Ron, I'm surprised that he has enough time to, to hop on the four feathers pod, you know. Taking a break from sliding into DMs and everything.
0: Oh <laughs> Jesus!
2: That, wait, wait, was I was I not supposed to say that? what
0: This is so far off the rails. We're on.
2: We gotta go.
1: We got. Everybody, be sure you go going on tapsportsnet.com for all Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at on tap and on tapsportsnet. And anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. Though the season's over, you can still laugh with your friends, is what we're doing now. We gotta go. Be get sure you tune in to On to Tap
0: honest. After Dark at some point, starring Steve. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's, that's, check, check oh god. Check out Bears On Tap, which is gonna be dropping on a consistent basis. Hear us, hear us. Uh, Socks On Tap will still be dropping content regularly. Um, you know, uh, Bulls On Tap. We'll be starting sometime in January full-time, but we're doing about a once-a-week episode right now. Just check out all the on-tap shows that you can. Other than that, even though the White Sox lost, we all came together for one common thing, and that is the White Sox. So let's lead it out how we always do.
0: Pray for Garrett Crochet.
1: Pray for Ron Luce and the DMs. White Sox forever. White
2: Sox for life.